Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brett. I'm Dorian. And uh, before you got before we start the podcast, guys, make sure you subscribe and like the video. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, leave a review helps us out a great deal. Uh, we got some nerd news for you. What do we got today, Dorian? So what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about Joker in the Snyder Cut, uh, George Lucas's original plan for the uh, the sequel trilogy, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and couple. The, the legends and also possible update on a sequel. Maybe, maybe not. But first things first, let's talk about something near and dear to your heart. Those, it's morphin time. Those kids that uh, have those magical space powers. Yep. Here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's a little bit of Power Rangers news this last week. And, um, you know, it's been reported that since Hasbro's, Hasbro acquired Power Rangers that they were going to basically reboot the reboot. So yeah. there was a Power Rangers reboot movie. Yeah, 2017. Uh, 2017. Yep. Uh, decent movie. You know, yeah. I mean, not amazing, but they, decent. They didn't it didn't perform as well as they wanted. So and I'm sure there was other things going on behind the scenes, like they were going to get ready to sell all that stuff. And yeah. so uh, there were plans for a sequel for that movie and actually a couple movies after that. But mm-hmm. then they sold to Hasbro. Hasbro has this production company. I think it's called E1. I can't remember the name of the production company okay. that they acquired. Um, as well. And so they hired a guy uh, to basically be the Kevin Feige of Power Rangers uh, and and oversee not only the film adaptations, but the TV adaptations as well. Right. So there's there's rumors there could be a shared universe between movies and TV. I don't really see that happening at all. Uh, you're talking a completely different budget and yeah. pool of actors when you talk big screen versus small screen. Right. Well, and here's the thing, too. I mean, obviously... You know, it's, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not the Power Rangers acolyte like you are here. But when it comes to like the different seasons of Power Rangers, yes, you have like different like powers, different like, you know, Zords, different this, different that. But by and large, it's still Power Rangers at the yeah. end of the day. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, if this is going to be kind of like a, uh, like a big thing where you're like, uh, or like trying to be made a big thing. It's like, you got to change up that formula a little bit here. Like it can't just be like, Oh yeah, this is just power Rangers on TV. This is just power Rangers in the movies. And now we're going to have them like interconnect with each other here. It's like, okay. It's like, what's like, what's special about it here. Yeah. And I don't know if there is, I, unless they're going to be doing the kids show and then yeah. you have like, the movies uh, that like that are part of a uh, maybe they do have a TV universe, but it's maybe it's like. Yeah. So here's the other thing is uh, they have a contract with Nickelodeon right now, but I don't know if they've re-upped it. Right, and so I can see them moving to like Netflix or something like that. I mean, potentially here, who knows? And I mean, still yeah, do the kid like, Power Rangers, and then have like a like a different show targeted yeah, the, towards an older demographic, the PG thirteen version of right. Power Rangers for the most and have part. that be the shared universe. Yeah. But then you still have your prototypical power rangers right beat up the monster every week right exactly. get your zords you still yeah you still minimal storyline you still run the same uh you know rinse and repeat yeah why yeah. not you know that's it works for the I kids mean, so yeah yeah but basically it's exciting i guess i mean i don't know why they're doing this i i don't see the movies and the film the tv ever really crossing paths and so i mean unless it, they do a shattered grid storyline sure that's the only time i see them Pulling from TV stuff and then maybe movie stuff as well. You, you know, it'd be really interesting if like they kind of went with like <clears> that um, one idea, 
kind of like um, that uh, fan film that came out like a couple years mm-hmm. ago, that rated R version, except you don't do like that specific story, but you bring back, you bring back Tommy, you bring back some of the original people here and, or like some of the most famous Rangers and like have them in one movie or something like that. Kind of like a, kind of like a, I don't know, like uh expendables type uh, situation here or something. And like, special effects pg-13 all that good stuff yeah well uh i don't know about the pg-13 part i i agree with what you're saying but like i think it was a couple seasons ago before saban sold yeah they had power rangers they had a season they were going to do called hexagon it was going to bring back all rangers of of like from different seasons like tommy and jason Mm -hmm. and all those guys well they had that one episode like yeah, they have a team back. up. Yeah, they well, always do like a team up, but, but not like that. But like it was like a big one where like yeah, they had Tommy back. They had like a whole bunch of people like in yeah. from like different Rangers from different seasons and all that here. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, let's talk some Star Wars. Yeah. So Lucas's concept for his sequel trilogy uh, m- might not have been super different from what we got. Honestly, it. Uh, if uh, this is to be believed, it's pretty like at least like the basic idea of it is pretty spot on for the most part. But basically uh, what we're talking about is a guy from Lucasfilm, Paul Pablo uh, Hildago. I uh, put out a book recently uh, called Star Wars, Fascinating Facts, uh, Story, Lore and History from the Greatest Galaxy. Uh, and he shared that in his book that George Lucas uh, had a, you know, uh, or some of the details of like the script that George Lucas was working on for a sequel trilogy. And, um, some of these uh, concepts, scripts, whatever you want to call it, uh, was back in 2012. Uh, some of the, some of them include a story that would revolve around a force sensitive young woman on a hero's journey. Now pretty familiar. I mean, that's pretty much Ray, but, uh, the difference is, she would have been younger. She would have been 14 and also she would have been named Taryn. So, um, that's my wife's name. Yeah. Uh, then also, uh, th- this, uh, you know, four sense of young woman would seek out a missing and disillusioned Luke Skywalker. Hmm. hmm. And also, uh, killing off Luke Skywalker around like the ep- episode eight, uh, Mark would have been a major plot point for the story. And yeah, so, uh, for all the people who want to hate on uh, Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy, you might have to lay some blame at George Lucas's feet a little bit, here. especially if it, if you're mad about uh, uh, him killing Luke Skywalker, right? Especially if the it, movie it, itself, you could be mad about the execution, it, you could be mad a, about a lot the, of the things, writing, yeah, whatever. There, there's a lot of issues you can take uh, with that specific way, but um, I mean. I think definitely even like a Luke's character, you could like lay at George Lucas's feet just because if this is true, yeah, if it is true. Yes. I mean, just because it's dissolute, you know, disillusion Jedi master that's missing that, you know, the young woman has to go and find here. So, uh, but that being said, at the end of the day, you still can't blame him like too much just because it's all about execution at the end of it here. Like if you have, if you have like, you know, better execution on, you know, plot points and whatever, because an idea on paper could sound like great or terrible here until like it actually manifests into like something here. True. So, yeah. 
Uh, in the same vein, we have some Mandalorian. A little bit of Mandalorian news. They got a new TV spot, which mm-hmm. honestly... Doesn't really show anything. Nothing super new. Trailer, I don't think. But I think what's kind of weird is that we haven't really gotten a second trailer. Like we had the first one. Yeah. Um. Well. And then this one was like a minute long. It was called like first a first look. Right. Which wasn't really a first look at anything. It had it just chopped up the old trailer and the old TV spot we had. I think we had like maybe just a couple of seconds of like maybe new footage. Maybe yeah. Even that like couple of shots of like just scenes that we already knew that were taking place. For the most part. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not really that surprised that we don't ha- have a new trailer or like, you know, all this here. I mean, I think it's just, I think, you know, they already, what, they like showed us this trailer like, what, about a month, six weeks ago here? Yeah. The uh, main but, trailer, I want to say it's about a month. Yeah. And then yeah. they got the TV spot and then another TV spot. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's just, I think that's just the way that TV does it. Usually, like Game of Thrones, like when they it was airing, they would only have like, about like one trailer or like sometimes maybe two, if even that, like before the season would release. But mm-hmm. by and large, like from what I've seen, it's like, yeah, even Stranger Things, I think you, you'd you only get like one trailer like about a month or six weeks before the yeah, show premiered. I think I'm just more concerned, I guess would be the word the, for the that there's no. Yeah, the rumor is that the, all the footage is for the first three episodes that we're seeing. Which I mean, which I'm, is fine. I'm okay with that yeah. just because, I mean, I would... But to be surprised, but not. with the big rumor of Pablo Hidalgo leaving the pro or not, uh, not Pablo Hidalgo, yeah, uh, Pablo Francisco. No, I'm yeah, just kidding, Escobar. Uh, but Pedro pa- Pedro Pascal. Pascal leaving the project halfway through is concerning to me if it sure. is true, sure. Uh, because you know, you'd have one more episode basically of footage and then he would have left, yeah. Um, I don't think that's the case, I don't think he's left. Um, but it's still kind of weird that we just, that we haven't seen anything else, you know, I'm, I, I like it when people play their cards close to the vest, but I do too. Yeah. You should have shown us something to get us like excited for it coming out this week, basically. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows this because we're recording on Friday and, uh, and you know, it'll be Monday and later this this upcoming week, this upcoming Friday will be the first episode. Um, so we could see possibly a big push from Disney in, in terms of like, you know, actually promoting this show here. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then Willow's getting a sequel <laughs> in case that was on your radar. I probably wasn't. I mean, like, you know, millions of people rejoiced. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it's coming to Disney Plus, uh, which we've we've heard about this before here, but now it's like officially like I guess like ramping up production, green lit, so to speak. Uh, it's going to be a series as opposed to a movie. It's also going to bring back uh, Warwick Davis and Ron Howard, who was uh, the original uh, director, but he's not going to be the director of uh, probably this producer. One. Probably producer is what I'm thinking. I don't think they really specified like what he's going to be. Can we please just try to stop reviving like everything and just creativity's dead, Dorian? They have to do something. Apparently, I mean, my gosh, it's like I mean, I get it. This this movie was the closest thing to Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones before we had it. You know, it was like that's what it was for the '80s for the most part. But it's like this was a product of its time. It's 
been like overshadowed by Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones in terms of like, you know, this uh, essentially like the fantasy standard and all that. So I think it's, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's time has come and gone. You just got to let it be, man. Yeah. I'm not really excited about this project. I know a lot of people like this series or the not series, but movie. And so the series is a big deal to them. Really? Uh, I've talked to people already about this that wow. knew about it and they're oh, not like, okay. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. okay. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen all of the movie. I've seen parts of it. I mean, granted, like when I first watched this movie, I was, I don't know. I want to say like maybe 14, 15, maybe even 16 at the time. And I, and I already had watched Lord of the Rings and I was just watching this. I'm like, Dang, they were really trying to be something that wasn't as like big as Lord of the Rings here, you know. But I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess you know can appreciate Val, you know, and all Valkyrie, that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's. I mean, my gosh, it's like how many things from the '80s have we revived, and they've kind of like came and went. They fizzled out. Like Total Recall got a reboot. Terminator, Rambo. Uh, Dark Crystal even got yeah uh, a sequel type like thing. A, a Netflix show that is already canceled here. <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing, man. I mean, it's like come on, come on, come yeah, on. yeah, um, yeah. Something else that's interesting is the Joker is going to be in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, and uh, you know, like not like uh, yeah, not Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. But uh, Jared Leto, Jared Leto. Yeah. So it's uh, basically. uh, Yeah. So he's going to be a part of the reshoots. And one thing that um, I didn't realize, apparently uh, Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck are also involved in the reshoots. Hmm. uh, I thought Henry Cavill wasn't going to be. Yeah, because uh, that was uh, that worked so well on the first cut of Justice League. Yeah. here. but no, I, apparently, uh, apparently he is here. I mean, I wonder how much footage it actually is, though, because it sounds like it's going to be a completely different movie. Yeah, no, like uh, exactly, and yeah, I mean, well, and the fact that I don't know if we talked about this on this podcast, but like apparently the length of this thing is going to be four hours long. It's going to be released like uh, on HBO Max, like you know, I guess like over the course of like four weeks, like an hour a week or something along those lines. That's odd. Yeah. And so it's like a mini series basically. Well, it's like, okay. So when this whole project got canned in the first place, if this was a, like, if this is like Zack Snyder's vision, like originally it's like, okay, yeah, this is way too long here. You know, like what, why would we ever put out a movie this long here? But it's probably, I don't know. It could be just due to the fact that he's like now he can really do what he wants, do what he wants here, essentially, which that's a very scary thought in my book. Yeah. I don't, he hasn't put anything out that I'm really like, Oh, that's really good. No. I mean, like I would say the best thing that he put out was probably 300. And even that I'm like, for, oh. and for me, it's probably more man of steel. I actually really like that movie. I mean, man of steel is actually a pretty decent movie. I mean, you know, there, I mean, you can make the argument that like Superman isn't like very Superman and doesn't have like a very Superman like tone. Uh, yeah, it's definitely per, different. It's it's definitely a darker tone, but I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but, but no, it's a, but, and you know, now you, you're going and you're putting in like arguably the worst Joker that we ever got here. I mean, granted, here's the thing. 
Jared Leto, not a bad actor. And yes, we only got like five minutes of him in Suicide Squad, which apparently there was more. But the thing is, is like I'm not really sure I wanted to see much more of him. I I think yeah. I really wasn't like that big of a fan of what I saw. It seemed like he was trying to channel that Jim Carrey energy like with him here. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of wondering how they're going to work him in. So yeah, that's the only thing I'm really interested in. Uh, I'm not going to pick up HBO Max for this. You know, maybe maybe once I th- I think I'll, uh, I'll probably touch on it if someone else gets HBO Max and and watch oh, it. Gee, but I wonder who. Here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but if they do do like the uh, release the Green Lantern series and all that stuff around well, the same then, time, then maybe I'll pick up a yeah I couple mean, weeks of it or a month of well, it. Well, because something. I think it's supposed to come out like uh, spring. Uh, I want to say like early 2021, like maybe February, maybe March or something like that. I don't know. I've, yeah, I don't. I know. forget exactly when, but yeah. So. Yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan's still on that superhero game. With, yep, he sure is. Uh, he's going to be producing Static Shock, the movie. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know who Static Shock is, uh, he was pretty big. Uh, he like, had a cartoon series in the early 2000s, yeah, like uh, which actually I was a fan of. Yeah. I liked it. Um, and it's basically you know coming of age coming of age story for this uh, this young man named Virgil Hawkins. Yeah, he can uh, produce electricity. That's his that's yeah. his ability. Um, and so. Yeah, I would say interesting that they're going to be doing a movie about him. I would say this is probably maybe like the closest thing you have to like DC's like Peter Parker, Miles Morales. I mean, you know, kid that gets superpowers. He's in high school. He's dealing with like, you know, just the regular high school, um, you know, teenager life. And then, uh, you know, everything changes. He becomes, you know, a superhero. He's got a secret identity that he's, uh, you know, keeping secret from his family and yep. all that stuff. And, you know, yeah, but yeah, I wasn't that big of a fan of this sh- show was when I was a kid. I mean, I did enjoy like the crossover episodes for like justice the, league. Well, yeah, for justice league. And then also, uh, when he goes into the future, yeah, one episode with Batman, static. well, Batman beyond yep. and all that. I'm like, yep. okay, yeah, That's pretty cool. I, like I'm, I'm into that here, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't that big of a fan growing up, but I mean, you know, I've, I'm still interested to see what you guys got. I mean, you you throw me a trailer that looks pretty decent. I'm like, okay, I might I might touch. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about some gaming information, yeah. some news. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. You got it. I got it. Kind of. I, in my brain, it was I, not going to work. I, 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 Ghost I, of Tsushima. I, I, I came up. I came up a easy way for you to remember here. All right. Okay. So when your mom asks you, you know what you want for dinner you say i want sushi ma okay that's it sushi ma yeah uh <laughs> uh there's a sequel in the works uh which makes sense because it's a pretty successful game i mean possibly we, possibly i mean basically what's going on is yeah. sucker punch is hiring for a uh, for a uh, narrative writer and it's specifically for stories in feudal japan now obviously what could that be obviously comment below yeah obviously uh this is going to be Ghost of Tsushima related here. I mean, I can't be really surprised if they got like another game that they're developing that's uh, feudal Japan that's not related to Ghost of Tsushima. That being said, be a really like that be, niche yeah. market. It's like, yeah, we're gonna just target <laughs> we're like feudal Japan everything. Yep, exactly. Like we're gonna have our feudal Japan shooter. We're gonna have our feudal Japan RPG. You know all that stuff. But yeah, uh, I but with this, I mean. 
it could possibly be DLC. I mean, they did just release the Legends um, update, which you know does have uh, some story missions to it. So they could be like prepping for like a couple of uh, you know, uh, or trying to develop some story missions down the line for that. But honestly, I wouldn't be super surprised if this was a um, if they're already you know starting to work on the sequel. Just because for one, this game sold like gangbusters. And two, Sony has a new console on the way, and they need bangers on it. So they do. Mm. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, it makes sense. It's probably going to be a couple years before we even hear anything about I'm, it. I'm thinking probably like at least three years out, if not more. So yeah, uh, we got our first look as uh, at young Nathan Drake from the Uncharted movie. Yeah, uh, which is played by Peter Parker. Um, Toby McGuire, yeah, nah. Andrew Garfield, Tom, Tom Holland is wow. uh, playing Nathan, young Nathan Drake. Uh, I don't really know where they, I was. I didn't play this series uh, very much. I, I know. I know it's a. It, a lot of people love it, um, or like it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, he definitely looks like a young Nathan Drake. He definitely does. I mean, they're definitely pulling from uh, how he looks in an Uncharted Three. You know, the white, the white. Uh, the white shirt and all that here and kind of looks like he's in a desert setting. So yeah. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just still wondering like, okay, where exactly are you guys going with this movie here? Just because ultimately it's like, is this just going to be a Indiana Jones clone here? You know, which I'm not really all that interested in that just because Indiana, yeah, no, no, like there really hasn't been like a set of movies that has outdone like Indiana Jones, like, you know what it did, like the whole like treasure hunting adventure, like movie type, th- uh, shtick here. So, I mean, so I feel like you have to do something to shake it up a little bit here. Yeah, I think they will. Yeah. Um, so we got a couple more things that we're going to head into our review, but, uh, one being the Batman, the other one being Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Yeah. Uh, the Batman is going to be using the same uh, uh, virtual production method as Mandalorian. Yeah. And some of the MCU movies. So for specific scenes, this is pretty cool. I mean, they're going to be using the, you know. Kind of the digital set. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, they're going to be at, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't remember the name of. Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah. They're going to be doing some scenes over there. Um cool i don't know why i mean it's it's just kind of cool to see like you know mandalorian's uh you know techniques and all that just kind of actually be used in more than just um just for one show or one property you know well and it started with the lion king that's where it started yeah so john favreau yeah he actually and a team developed it for the lion king interesting yeah so and he just brought that on to mandalorian and i think it was used in uh thor Ragnarok, if I want to, really, I, I can't remember. Or they're gonna use it for the new Thor. I yeah, I think I, I think that's a, I think that's what I've heard too. But yeah, yeah. I mean, no, interesting. I mean, kind of, I guess, makes sense just given like you know current situation of the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this is kind of a question I want to throw to the to the audience too. Is uh, first of all, Falcon Winter Soldier is bringing back some MCU characters from the OG days. Now. So they didn't like specify who one is what we're probably they, they said some looking. older so they said bl- brush off your blu-rays hmm. uh and so we or already your disney plus subscription yeah uh so i wanted to ask you guys what do you think 
or sorry, who do you think they're going to bring back for Falcon Winter Soldier? Uh, we can kind of comment or speculate too. Uh, honestly, don't know. I was trying to think Jeff through. Jeff Bridges, baby. <laughs> yeah, he he's at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, they uh, could. Uh, yeah, no, or we could, we could even get like a OG Rhodey, uh, Terrence Howard. Or, oh gosh, yeah, just make things super confusing. Yeah. Um, I think realistically, um, I could see them potentially bringing back uh, Justin Hammer, played by Sam Rockwell. I'm trying to. Remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammer yeah, Industries. Because, yeah, because I mean, they. I know that they did reference him in uh, Luke Cage. Uh, because like the bullets that they got that like messed up Luke Cage and that that show. Yeah, like, totally. They were that from, makes sense. They were from Justin Hammer's uh, side of things. So if he's uh, like working with like essentially Hydra or like whatever the the shadowy organization that they're that they're fighting in this show here. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, but so comment below uh, and let us know who you think might be showing up. Yeah. All right, we're going to head into a roundtable review. Dorian, uh, you want some sushi, ma? You know, I'm not your mother, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So Ghost of Tsushima, uh, basically they came out with a, uh, a new update. It's free called Legends. Basically what it is is it's a uh, co-op. Uh, multiplayer mode so you have a couple different ways you can go about that you have um four player uh basically survival slash horde mode here where you're just battling waves of enemies and uh fighting like many bosses uh along the line and you have different classes that you can play as and you also have uh two player story missions that you can that are kind of uh from what i understand i haven't gotten like too much into it but uh they're they're essentially like uh, more like I think structured along the lines of like how the game actually is like using stealth more like uh, taking out outposts stuff like that. So, um, so and it's also uh, like one thing I was kind of surprised is it's actually a Destiny like so a what a Destiny like so like it's like Destiny where you uh, you're always uh, going after like you know loot and like oh, you know upgrading okay, okay, stuff like you. that your characters and which I was actually kind of surprised by here. So looter shooter, baby kind of. Yeah. Um, interesting. So, uh, that being said, so kind of starting out, uh, first impressions of the game when I started it, I was kind of frustrated with it just because you're stuck with one class for a couple, for quite a few ranks. I think like you have to get to like 10 ranks until you can unlock another class here. Oh, so, wow. so you have to really, you know, be kind of careful and picking and choosing what you're going with. Sure. Um, you're, you're very underpowered and very, uh, under equipped starting out here just because you haven't really gotten yeah, any loot. Yeah. How here. it happens, works. Yeah. So, uh, and it's a little buggy, uh, controls and abilities are different from the main game. So it does take a little bit of getting used to. And also, uh, one of the things that does irritate me about this is when you, uh, kill an enemy, it doesn't matter like how much of his health you whittle down all of that matters is if you get the final blow on him here. Oh. So, so you might not get credit, even though you spent like 30 seconds, like, uh, t- taking out this one, like boss here, unless you actually land the fi- final blow, it doesn't count towards you, which I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of garbage. But that being said, uh, once as you actually, you know, get knee deep in it, get some decent loot and you find how you like to, 
you know, play the game, like what your play style is. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's probably one of the best horde modes I've played in a long time. Sweet. Uh, it has a lot of stuff to unlock. You got, you know, different skins, you got different weapons, items you have, and it's a pretty generous, uh, uh, loot system here. They don't, they don't like, it's not like destiny where like, you know, you could play like a mission and then you get like only one, maybe decent thing or yeah. one thing that could actually progress you towards here. I mean, I haven't really gotten into late game on this whole mode, but so far it seems to be actually pretty generous with like the progression and like, you know, actually getting you there. Um, and you know, has, has a good amount of depth to it. And it looks like this is going to be something that's going to be around for a while. It's something that's seems to be generous with the updates. They just, uh, talked about, uh, what the raids are going to be looking like. And that's actually going to be happening. And, um, Actually, this Friday here. Oh, so. cool! So yeah, so, uh, so I mean, again, it's free if you own Ghost of Tsushima, and if like this is like one of the things that you're you're sitting on the fence about Ghost of Tsushima about, like this is another reason to buy Ghost of Tsushima. So. Totally. Well, that's it. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Check us out on our social media. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast, um, and uh, you know. Have an awesome week, and remember, everyone's a nerd about something. <laughs> <laughs>